This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes. Until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental and more. Learn more at UH1.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello, good evening and welcome to Green and White, your weekly Argo Live podcast. Back to running on a weekly schedule, that's what we like to see. Um, another fantastic win, another three goals, that's three games in a row now. And with me, three people to uh, ex- well, explore three fantastic weeks. We've got Sam. Hello. We've got Finn. Hello there. And we have Adam. Hello. Let's go straight to Finn. Finn, why don't you talk us through your thoughts on the game? Yeah, I mean, it was kind of how I expected, really. I thought Mansfield would cause us a lot of problems with um, Hamilton, uh, Maynard and Rose up front. And really, it was only them missing a numerous amount of chances in the first half an hour, bearing in mind we weren't at our best at all in that first half. Um, that um, They didn't go two or three goals up. But having said that, you know, uh, it's pretty much a reverse of us earlier in the season and the fact that we couldn't score, had loads of chances, and then the team punished us. So it was nice to see that um, go the other way. Yeah, um, I think we were really absolutely battered in the first 2025. Um, I think probably, uh, I know we talk a little bit every now and again about X- XG, expected goals on this podcast, which uh, for any listeners not acquainted, the amount of goals you would expect to be scored based on the quality of the chances teams created throughout the game. I think Mansfield over the 90 would probably have beat us on XG. At the very least, it would have been a draw. I think a 3-1 win hugely flatters us. I think XG would have probably had it as a draw or more likely even a Mansfield win. Um, so we kind of did well to do what we did. Mansfield did absolutely hammer us in the first 25. It wasn't even so much we were bad. It was just Mansfield were really, really good. They came out of the blocks. They looked an absolutely fantastic team. They kind of stormed at us. We kind of... <laughs> We weren't dreadful. We were kind of a bit of a deer in the head. I like, didn't really know how to respond. And it was only fantastic save after save by Palmer. Um, a great block sliding tackle by Wooten. And one just very bad miss from, I think it was Hamilton. Um, that, yep. Prevented yep. Him, yep, that prevented him going into the lead. So all, all in all, incredibly lucky to go in um, to go in um, nil-nil into the, into the kind of half-hour mark. And then obviously Bam got a bit of a breakaway. Baconson hit, hit the bar from range, which wasn't a great chance because it was a very speculative effort but then Sarsovic had a follow-up which he probably could have done better with and he missed that so we began to get a bit more of a foothold on the game and then of course the goal came so um, we were very fortunate to go and won the luck really second half we were a lot better I think we were the better team second half I think we controlled the game pretty well second half they still had their chances of course such as that great Canavan block off the line but we were generally the better of the two teams second half and um, yeah obviously we got we got we got the goal they got a goal back Palmer error but He's allowed one of them. He does well enough generally, and then we went on and won. So it seems like it seems like that's the story of Mansfield. The 
fact that they, you know, obviously Crane Cotlin said, and it's obvious to see that they have the talent there. It's just he he put it down to a lack of effort from some players or yeah, a lack of fitness, uh, which I found peculiar, but not particularly surprising given that uh, obviously they're in the position with the squad they have. Well, I don't think they were lacking effort. I, I did see you said that. I was a bit surprised. Honestly, I, 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 never, sorry, I didn't get that. That sounds like classic. Um, hearing someone, hearing a manager say that, what that says to me is you're not going to be a successful manager in the future unless you learn a lot. Because if, if you're always saying, oh, it's effort, it's effort, when what when it's obviously not, then you're just, you don't fully understand what's going on. Um, it does speak it, it to had me, nothing like, to do with effort. Yeah. It was all to do with finishing. They, they, they should have been in front of goal, that's all. Yeah. Simple as that. It, it wasn't effort, it, it was finishing. It seems to be. Like, he, I, I, I can imagine he'd be very frustrated with that. I certainly would be if I was a Mansfield fan. He, he, he may have been letting that spill over into his comments. It, it certainly didn't look like it was about effort to, from where from where I was sat. And if anything, you know, as as has been mentioned here, the way that they dominated the first half hour almost seemed like they got the game plan down to a T. You know, as much as they did put Argyle under pressure, there were occasions where they were happy for us to have the ball and played the ball into the channels behind the two wingbacks whenever possible. And it, it created a lot of chances for them. I think, I mean, Palmer's been mentioned. He certainly kept us in the game. I think particularly with that, that Maynard chance when he went through very early and he rushed out and forced Maynard into that early decision. I think knowing Nicky Maynard and how well he finishes, if he got the chance to get closer into the goal and pick his spot, he'd have scored. So that was really good from him to to close down the angle and, of course, beat the ball away as as, as Maynard was forced into the chips. So I think I, I, I can see that, that Coughlin would be frustrated with that. I can see that spilling over into his interview. Like, it, it certainly didn't seem like a lack of effort from his side to me, as I say. But they, they, they got the plan right. Argyle took a very long time to adapt and how they didn't score at least one of those in the first 20 minutes is beyond me. But that, as Finn, I think you, you mentioned there, it, it, it may well be the case that that's why they find themselves in that position. They, they've they clearly got a very talented squad and if they're not taking those chances, they're, yeah, they're not going to win games, particularly against a side as ruthless as Argyle. So it's something I happily take. Let's give credit to Coughlin because he got his he got his game plan absolutely spot on. Yeah, which absolutely. Was three yeah. very quick forwards, you know, playing on. They were they were they didn't sit. Well, they they kind of they didn't sit deep in. Well, they did and they didn't. It, but anyhow, the they point is, they the whenever they got a turnover, right. they, they, yeah, they they were compact and they had men behind the ball. But they weren't. It's not like they were just you know lining everyone on the edge no. of the box. But they always had that three up there. And they just hit endless sort of long balls behind the defence, knowing that they're going to win the foot race. And they did time and time again. And it just takes... Essentially, they were, they were saying to our go on, try and bring the ball forward. And then every time you lose it, yeah. we're just going to whack it in behind. We know we're going to win the foot race. And they, Hamilton um Maynard both get in behind that way. And at that point, you just can't, as a manager, you've done all you can. You've set your players up. You've put them into the... You've got them clean through on goal, and it just comes down to can they keep the head? And Palmer won the battle there. Hamilton missed, and then, I mean the cross as well. So many good chances. Um, um, I was going to say that they we it was one of the first times this season I've really seen us struggle to get past the team's midfield because for the first half an hour we didn't get beyond the halfway line, like before Backington's shot. And the corner result, uh, there was the corner before uh, that came from that. I didn't really see us, you know, actually pass the ball around them. So they were really, their shape was really good. Um, 
they gave um, Wooten, Canavan and Sawyer problems with their speed, which is expected. But also, um, I just think I did agree with Cochrane when he said that it was defensive mistakes. Because I did think when it came down to it, it was pretty poor defending. So maybe that's another reason why they're down there. But yeah, that, it, it, it's true. Um, it, the defending wasn't great. I think kind of the marking. It's questionable on Canavan for our first goal. Thing is, we always have this thing whereby we're, we're very, as you would be being Argyle fans, very Argyle focused. In that when the opposition scored a goal, we look at Argyle errors. And when Argyle scored a goal, we look at Argyle strengths. We don't look at like what the opposition errors have made. But actually, when you look it back, it's really quite soft marking on Canavan, isn't it? Um, I'm not sure it's soft goal. marking so much as... It, it, we, we said this before, but from the reverse perspective, in particular after the Newport game, if you've got a six foot five centre-back running onto a ball... Like as a defender, you can't. Sorry, we're talking about the second, the first goal here, rather. Mansfield's defending of it. As a defender facing a cross, you can't, you know, mark every patch of territory in that box. A lot of it comes down to instinct and luck. And if a six foot four centre back is running directly onto the trajectory of the ball, and you're not ahead of him or level, there's not much you can do about that. It, it's just, it's not. People honestly say, well, he should be here, but unless you are. You can literally see the future and then position yourself perfectly to understand the trajectory of a ball that, you know, it's about one and a half seconds between it leaves Cooper's boot and just hit, plants itself on Canavan's head. You can't always do something about that. Cro- no, you know, defending crosses you... is horribly yeah. misunderstood. And you'll have someone like, um, oh, I don't know why I'm going to pick on him, Jamie Redknapp, will turn around and say, why isn't this person doing this? And it's just, you haven't got a clue. You haven't got a clue. But conversely, uh, you could say that the second and third goals were... Second one, definitely. It's such a yeah. soft thing to do. He's Just going nowhere. I mean, what, what was that all about? So, yeah. Second is I... absolutely... Third, third's a bit unlucky because they're obviously pushing forward, piling forward, trying to um, get the equaliser at that point because obviously they're... Uh... Uh, I'm sorry, I just got a notification that said goal by A. Fletcher, and I thought Alex Fletcher had scored, but it's Ashley Fletcher from Middlesbrough. Um, <laughs> um, obviously, they're piling forward trying to get the equaliser 2-1 at that point. Um, so it's only natural. So it's not even a, I'm not even sure it's a pass over the top by Sawyer, so much as a clearance that Hardy runs onto. Yeah. So I think that's a touch harsh to say error when you're pushing forward for an equaliser, but the second, absolutely. Yeah, second was a shocker. Um, so... I think we did. I think what this showed is we did uh, get lucky in the game. But on the other hand, when when we factor it in, I think we're getting a bit of luck bank that we that we kind of didn't have in, in previous games in the season, like um, in September when Absolutely. we were our results wise doing terribly, performance wise we did a lot better. Oldham drew, should have won. Crawley drew, should have won. Cheltenham home lost, should have at least drew, maybe even won. Probably should have won. We, we missed Probably a lot won. of good chances. Yeah, so so like a one-one or a two-one win would have probably been a fair effect to the game. But so either way, that's probably that's at least five, arguably seven points that we essentially had but didn't deserve. So then you get the odd game like Mansfield where we've got one, maybe even three points we didn't deserve, and maybe games like Cheltenham away where we got two points we didn't deserve. A draw would probably be fairer. Um, so it does pretty much even itself out within within the margin of error of about maybe three or four points either way. But it, if, if you're being if you're being very kind to us, you could say we you know had a bit of harsh luck go against it. If you're being very generous to us, you could say we benefit from a bit of luck. But, you know, it's no more than three or four points either way. We are about where we deserve to be, uh, even though we did inarguably get lucky on Saturday, to some extent or other. We are about where we deserve to be. Uh, we, we're really good, run a form. 
George Cooper is, is just an absolutely fantastic player. He's worth pretty much one goal involvement a game or near, near as good as. Um, Bakinson is the difference. He is an absolutely fantastic central midfielder. He does everything. Um, to him, I think. So, side note, sorry. Uh, Leighton Orient have just scored, which possibly means we're up to third. Means we're up to third in the live oh, league table, everybody. Oh, yes, that you you heard that live on the podcast. Fantastic. Well, not so live, when... obviously, but you heard it happen. When crew get their last minute equaliser, you you know we'll we'll have brought the mood down again, and that'll oh. be a fantastic time for our listeners. Oh yeah, yeah. brilliant. Yeah, it's not happened. I thought you were going to say it happened. I thought you were going to say it happened. Yeah. Uh, look, no, <laughs> anyway, I was about to say how on earth have we moved up to third, but it's because they've obviously dropped a goal on goal difference. Exactly. Exactly. They, right. had, they were ahead of us in goals scored. That's got up the third without playing. We've got an all West Country top three at the moment in the live league table. But uh, anyway, see how long that lasts. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so yeah, well, it depends if you catch them in the West Country, really, doesn't it? But I, I, that's, that's a whole new kind of worms. So, yeah, anyway, B- Bakinson, um, any thoughts on Bakinson from, from you three? I think he's personally Can I give a thought fantastic. on Swindon? They're not in the West Country. Okay, fair They're enough. Literally, li- genuinely, we're talking like you move them a mile or I think it's three miles, <laughs> three miles east and outside the West Country, and therefore they're not in the West Country. Okay. I well, mean, uh, well, you could measure in proximity to London in terms of train time, uh, and they're uh, not in the I'm West a... Country. I'm very passionate I'm about a... this. Can we all agree that Swindon's not in the West Country? Yeah, a- anything yeah. north of Newton Abbott is not in the West Country. I, so, <laughs> I, must admit, I must admit that when they were singing We're the Pride of the West Country at, when they beat us, it was slightly infuriating. Yeah, but, yeah. a little bit. But, anyway, but yeah. So, good results at the moment. Sorry, Sam, you wanted to make a point about uh, Bakerson. Well, uh, Bakerson, yeah, I think he's the absolute difference. It's no coincidence at all, to my mind, that we've scored nine goals in the three games since he's been in the team. He make he makes us create so much more chances. We're keeping the ball a lot better. We've, we've talked on and off about the direct versus territorial style. I think under Bakerson, we've had, I'm going to what, call it the hybrid style, in that we are still playing long balls, more so than we did in the early part of the season, but we're also playing a lot more on the ground. We're playing a lot more build-up. He's winning the ball in midfield. He's spraying passes out wide. He's an absolute all-rounder CM. And I've, it's almost bordering on almost like carry levels of how the hell is he playing in the League 2. Anybody, any, any thoughts on that? Is that hyperbole? Yeah, or? agreed. Uh, well, not... Well, well I thought what we were agreeing say, hyperbole, or at least for now, it's three games. Okay, agreed that it's hyperbole. But <laughs> I think... Uh, it was it was significant when Lowe said when we signed him that you know we'd kind of been working on this for a while and it, it sounded mm. like no matter what sort of um, team he was going to be at whether it's Argyle or someone else it wasn't going to be Barry so someone else um, he kind of identified Backington as a player he would definitely look at to get in his team I think those are one of those that you look at and think he suits our um, squad you know superbly. Yeah, and, uh, he's made the difference. I think, I think maybe we've got an indication there as to as to ha- to how we've got him in the sense that he's he's been at Bristol City for the, you know, the 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 first half of the season, not got a game. But you can see why if Lee Johnson wanted to keep him around the squad in the sense that he needed to slip someone into the team for an, an emergency or something like that. It seems like he could at the very least do a job in that sort of situation. It may well be a case that you know it wouldn't surprise me if they were looking to get him a loan move to League One because he seems good enough for that. So the fact that the stars seem to have aligned and we've got him is fantastic. I mean. Caveat all of this, of course, with the sense that it is indeed only three games, and if he can produce that over thirty games, then then fantastic, we've we, we've got ourselves a real player. But I mean, it's it, they're a real good sign so far. I think you know when you're looking at the fact that 
since we've had him, we've conceded one goal and scored nine, I think it is. I mean, it it, yeah. it kind of speaks volumes two, as to... Conceded two and scored nine, but, but still very conceded good Conceded two, yeah. sorry, sorry. So, um, it, 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 you know, obviously he's not the only factor in that, but he's a factor. And I think the the, the way we've seen him play, it's... It, it, it's been very, very good. It, 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 it's not perfect as such, but it's very, very good. And if you can keep it going forward, then then, then we're certainly on to something for the second half of the season. Yeah, Nick, what, what do you reckon on Bacon? What you? I, I... I'm with. I'm withholding judgment. I'm. I'm withholding judgment, and uh, for a few more games, just you know, yeah. I, like I say, it's um, it's In a tough one because I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to go over the top. Um, I would say yeah, good early I, days. I, I, very good early signs, but I'm concerned about going over the top early on, and then you know that's being good first impression slash you maybe know, when you're scoring three goals every game, everyone looks good. Even I mean, yeah, let's face it. True. It had Mansfield hammered us four nil as they very rightly possibly could have. We wouldn't be sat here talking about how fantastic uh, he was at shielding the defence, would we? Let's be honest, four nil wouldn't have been a fair. Score on over the balance of play, though, would it? We got a lot better. Well, you say that, but if they're 4 0 up, then things could have gone very differently. That's what I'm saying. 4 0 was very much not out of the question. That sums up just how many chances Mansfield had. True, true. And again, we're looking at a set piece, a a dodgy penalty, and a counter attacking goal that probably doesn't happen in Mansfield are winning. So I'm not not saying saying we didn't serve any three goals. I'm saying that, that the balance of play could have been very different if they were two or three up. And let's face it, that if we had to start pouring people forward to get goals, that's more counter-attacking opportunities for them. Anyhow, pure hypotheticals. Count- it's three games I don't want to speak too soon about. Uh, very promising signs, but I just don't want to speak too soon about someone who could be really, really good. Counter-argument for Backington on Saturday would be, if you're looking at criticisms, um, there was once where Maynard got way too easily beyond him and he was the last man back. So there, there, And he did give away the ball like... In, in good positions a few times, but then he equally made up for that. So there is, you know, criticisms to be had, but at the same time, he's had a very good performance. On the Maynard um, chance, um, it's either the Maynard one or the Hamilton one, but I know which I can picture in my head, I just can't remember who ends up with the shot on goal. I'm pretty certain it's Maynard, yeah. The yeah. Then, yeah. To, to be fair to him there, he's following Hamilton back. Maynard runs away from Canavan. Um, if you if you watch yeah. the build up, he ends. He's with. He just ends up tracking Maynard because obviously he's the deepest, having followed Hamilton. Yeah, yeah, that that that, that is true. Um, any and so other thoughts? Um, again, even less to go on here than Baker. But Ryan Hardy, two goals and two games off the bench. He's going to be putting the pressure on the start. Really promising early indication. But he's just so quick, isn't he? I don't think probably not since. Um, Toppy of a day was probably the last player with, I think, as much raw pace as Hardy's got. When he just gets his shoulder down and runs, the, the ground Frank speed he covers must be absolutely immense. Why? Okay, why? Wild? Yeah, I, mean, I kind of try black. players. As much as Hardy, Jervis. Oh, I, I, well, I don't know. And to be fair, nor do you, because we don't actually have accurate measurements of the speed they've hit. And also, no, don't, true, don't forget, I'm watching, so on, quick, I'm watching back know? on video. You get a very different impression in person. You do, yeah, you do, but he has... Nick, but I can't believe Nick does not have a speedometer, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> well, I mean, if you really wanted me to, I could do pixel measurements, but I'm not going to because screw that. Nick, you know I want you to do that. It's my favourite thing about you. <laughs> no, I would never do that. Genuinely, that. that would be like a level too far. Okay, well, <laughs> without without qualifying him too much in by the standards of other players, then he is very, very quick. He's got that raw... 
electric pace that we've not seen in probably a good least season or two, where he, where he can just get his shoulder down and belt it forward with or without the ball. Got a lot about him. Um, Jeff quite had a quieter game on Saturday, but that was probably more the fact that we didn't really get the ball up to him for large spells. We didn't really give him as much to work with. But we, we, it's all of a sudden from having, from having striker as our biggest problem position. We've got Moore as doing a very good job there as the, as, as the second striker. He's not, you know, getting in front of the goal so much as Jeff Cotton Hardy. He, he's a deeper man. He's more of a link-up man. But he's doing a very good job in that role as a second striker. We've got Telford to come back in and compete as a second striker as well, which is another good option to have there. So we've got Telford and Byron Moore competing as a second striker. We've got uh, Jeff Cotton Hardy competing as the, the kind of focal point striker, if you like. And then you've got Joel Grant who can come back in too um, in, a, in either of those roles. You've got Lolos in and around the squad. He's earned a recall following good form on loan. And, well, Ryan Taylor, yeah, moving on. But um, but we've, we've got a lot of really good options up there. So all of a sudden now, from it being the big problem position, now we've got rid of um, Billy Clark and Zach Rudden and got in Jeff Cott and got in Hardy. That's suddenly starting to look a lot better, do we, do we think? Yeah, I'd certainly say it, yeah. you'd be very surprised at the start of the transfer window if you said one signing would transform your outlook. But that signing of Hardy alongside the recall of If you said Hardy was the signing, I think we'd all well, have been... Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, say, I think we'd all have been a bit disappointed. Look at the Twitter reaction. Well, yes. Twitter reaction was from Jamie Reid, Brett Pittman, and I can't remember the other one was, to <laughs> Rangers reject who had made the yeah. Blackpool. God. I, uh, in terms of of Hardy, I think there might be a caveat that we have to put there that he ha- he has looked very quick, but that is perhaps compared to the fact that he's come on as a sub a couple of times late in the game to get his goal against tiring defenders. He seems like the sort of player that so far that can do that, and don't get me wrong, he's done very well at that role. Can he do it for 90 minutes? I guess that's the next test. I, I mean, I guess the only way to find out is to start him. Will it happen soon? I mean... I would be an advocate of starting him alongside Jeff Cott and moving more out to the right, but I can see the argument for sticking with it. So we may get to see it one day, but it's a nice headache to have, if nothing else. And who th- who would have thought we would have said that with so many striking options at the start of the month? I mean, it, it, it's a good sign indeed. It's, Absolutely. Uh, you, would, you would argue that with Hardy um, coming on as a substitute, that is... But, like a lot easier to get in behind because defenders' legs tired yeah. really because of that. Um, so yeah, like you said, ninety minutes will be the test, and uh, whether he can keep, you know, I mean, he's had two shots, that's it, and he scored both. Uh, but I'm not sure he'll be able to keep a hundred percent accuracy up. But if he can keep, you know, even sixty percent, did he not have that one cleared off the line at Carlisle? Sorry. Oh, he might have done. Yeah, I didn't watch the game, but still, still sixty-seven percent. It's still a very good ratio. Yeah. I, think that's, I don't think any of us are saying, you know, and yeah, uh, I think we're all in agreement. Says none of us think that he's going to keep the, you know, shoot every time, score every time. But it, equally, none of us seem to be under the impression that he can't do ninety minutes. It's just very much a case that it's a wait and see with him, see if he can deliver those performances on a consistent basis. And by all means, if he can, he he, he seems like an excellent player to have on our hands. And like you said, Nick, who would have thought that he would be the guy that we would be excited about considering the strikers we were linked with? So it's, I think, to, to round it off really and go back to Sam's point, it's, it, it's a really good place that we're in with strikers, having recorded a youngster and signed a player most of us have barely heard of. I mean, it's it's not bad considering. And I think in terms of looking at our squad now, I, I, I think we'd all be in agreement that man for man, 
we're probably looking at the best squad in the league. And if it starts operating as it has, and you've got those players at the end of it who can now finish a chance, then then then, then why not? I I feel like I'm getting more optimistic on this podcast every week. But why not push for 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 the top of the league at this point? I mean, have, have the results said yet? Oh, crew equalised. Uh, crew equalised everyone. Oh, so we are yeah. back to four. That was inevitable, wasn't it? <laughs> But I, I was it would take us forever to get into the top seven, didn't it? Actually, would take forever. So it's only yeah. taking forever only to get right. into the top three. Only too. right. Yeah. I was about to say, oh look, you know, we've got into third. That's lovely. But no, that's fine. That's fine. We're we're still in a very good place, and I've got five points in the prediction league off that as well. So I'm part of me would. I mean, most importantly, is that's a game in hand they've blown, and so it we is, now have a game is. in hand over them to jump two points ahead of them against the yeah. same team that they played. Funnily enough. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah very true. Well, I yeah, mean, technically, not, technically, it's against Grimsby. Then we both oh, have yeah, the game well. in hand over Swindon uh, and Northampton. Yeah, true. Fair enough. Uh, fair enough, I suppose. But we've got a we, well. The Macclesfield game comes before the Grimsby game, so I'd argue effectively in that game in hand. Oh really? I thought it was the other way around. Reality. My bad. No, Grimsby. Grimsby not till March. Macclesfield. Oh my bad. Yeah. In which case, this no, you're right. This is out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Nick's going to whitewash that, I think. No, but, um... <laughs> but yeah, we're, 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 we seem to be all pretty much agreed we're in a, a pretty good place then. You go, anyone going to Stevenage on Saturday? I suppose you will be oh, Nick. Shit, London, I need to buy a ticket. Hang on, I'm just going to do that now. <laughs> Thank yeah. you, glad I'm reminding you. Yep. I, I, I got my ticket yesterday, I think. So yeah, that, that'll be... Oh, it was a, kind of a last minute thing. So I, I've got to hope for good things against the Graham Wesley side, which is always a struggle to be in. Bad, yeah, bad they've, they've picked up a bit, haven't they? That, well, they lost they tonight. Up a little. Admittedly, it was for the um, whatever it's called, leasing.com trophy nowadays. But it uh, lost 3 0, I think it was, to Exit or something like that tonight. Gosh. So hopefully that will have taken something out of them. But yeah, but yeah, uh, it's never hopefully. an easy game going away to a Wesley side. So yeah. Yeah, we beat us there. I remember I was there that time under John Sheridan in fourteen fifteen when oh, they, what, uh, they, they, they lost they, one nil. Yeah, yeah, they did a job on us. We had a lot of possession. We had a lot of the, the ball around the area. Not much in terms of real clear cut chances. I think we had one from Talbot that he should have put away. But we were just knocking on the door all second half, not quite able to pick pick the key open. And then what did they do? They hit us on the break and score one nil in the last minute. Absolute Graham Wesley case of doing a job. Uh, on us, and yeah, uh, with a very disappointing trip back in the early hours back mm. to Plymouth. Already put the fear of God into me for the weekend. At Thanks. least it's not on a Tuesday night, there is that. Well, I suppose, I suppose. In terms of long away games, nothing will ever get worse than me in Carlisle. I, my, my alarm was set, I pulled myself out of my bed at half past two, and I didn't get back into my bed until 20 past two on Sunday. I disagree. <laughs> Surely the Morecambe game, didn't you miss the uh, Oh, kick-off? thankfully I didn't go to that one. Oh, oh, right. No, I, 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 I didn't yeah. attend, thankfully. <laughs> I was on holiday, or else I would have been on that bloody coach as well, but I didn't attend. What about you, Finn? Are you going Saturday? No, unfortunately not. Um, ah, fair. But I've been to quite a few away games already this season, and it's kind of uh, done me out. Done me. I, I admire everyone that goes every week. <laughs> I've um, actually, yeah, I don't... How I admire their wallets. How do they do it? Oh, uh, it's, it's, yeah. it's hard work yeah. and lots of overtime. What I've only, else I've has to go down the games. priorities list to make it happen? Mm. Few, few things get moved around is all I'll say but um, yeah I've only actually missed two games Who two games in the league anyway? I think which is Northampton and Port Vale so two losses so it's a good two to miss not two good yeah. performances either so <laughs> good yeah. two to miss you're going to have to keep going I mean, Finn was yeah, mentioning um, worst now. midfield performances Northampton definitely couldn't get past them all game or at least for most of the game 
Generally, yeah, if you player, watch that game back, it's horrible to watch. It's our back three trying to pass it out and each time being pressed relentlessly and then having to kick it long. Yeah, it was a yeah, fairly that, painful game, wasn't it? Gone. That, yeah, that's a sign note, actually. I think um, we've, we've seen us be a lot better on the ball recently and not getting pressed as much. Is that a coincidence because of a pl- uh, we're winning games or has something changed there? Because I'm, I'm sure that... I, I, the Mansfield game in a long it was the first game in a long time that I've seen us not be able to get past the midfield for a bit. I'd say you have to but, to look at the the, the the fact when it was Northampton away. I mean they they've demonstrated across the season their qualities in, in that area, and it, it was always going to be going to be difficult when they got that press right. I think recently, I'd say we're probably looking at. Uh, at teams that don't quite have the ability to press quite as well. I mean, particularly when you look at the likes of Carlisle, Steve Nidge in, 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 in recent weeks. And I, I'd probably put Scunthorpe amongst that as well, even though they did have a lot of the ball. So before, obviously, the end of the show, predictions ahead of Steve Nidge. Um, Adam, do you want to go first? Yeah, um, mentioned Wesley. It's not going to be easy, but I fancy us to win 2-1. Sam? Oh, I've got a feeling they're going to... I feel that momentum's got to stop sometime. I feel they're going to get an annoying, niggly 1-1 draw out of us. 1-1. Finn? I'd say the same purely because it's a Graham Wesley team. Um... Oh, I don't know, actually. I'm going to go uh, 2-0. 2-0 to Argyle. I think. Hopefully you're right. I don't know. Stephen and aren't really that good at the moment, are they? We're in very good form. Going to back us. Why not? Um, okay, that is the end of the show. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, hope you have a uh, great rest of the week. And obviously, we hope Argyle win on uh, on Saturday. Uh, from all of us here, thank you and good night. Good night. days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.